beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. What's good, Kickback family? Depending on where you are and where you're listening to this, we just want to say what's up. Um, I guess I'll start off by saying welcome back to myself. Welcome back <laughs> to you hearing my voice. Welcome back to hopefully you haven't been missing any episodes because I'm just thinking of the last, um, at least the last two specifically, um, talking about Kirk Franklin, Kirk Franklin, which quick documentary on YouTube, it was already recommended. I encourage you to go watch it, especially, and I'm, let me take it back because I was about to say, especially for those of you who may um, come from broken homes with absentee fathers or whatnot, but I would say in general, um, because maybe you know someone and maybe that can be somebody you can share it with. Like we can share it on the pod, but we don't know everybody's personal situations and stories. And then I'm upset in a sense that I miss um, Patrick just because the man is just a bundle of joy. And he always just gives me a sense of energy and enjoyment by just listening, um, just listening to him, just talk about just, and I say simple things, but just things that he enjoy. Um, so if you missed those last couple of episodes, we encourage you to go back and listen. And if you don't even know where I've been, um, I'm sure we'll get into it. My temp is on, I don't know what the temperature is on cloud nine, but I would say that's where I'm at. Um, so many good things, great things been happening in me and my wife's life. And so, yeah, I don't have a song for y'all though. I don't, not this time. Sabrina, Sharika, how y'all living? How y'all be? <laughs> I have been a hot mess. I'm not going to lie. So um, doing a bit of travel here and there for work. If I had a song, I was going to choose, would y'all consider this a song? I'm late. I'm late for a very important date from Alice in Wonderland. Do y'all remember that? Wasn't that like the little rabbit? Definitely. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a song. <laughs> okay. So that's me because I feel like I've just been ripping and running and doing things here and there. There have been too many meetings where like right before I'm supposed to be on, I'm throwing the wig on. She's not even brushed out. She's like, you have me out of the house looking like this. Not cool. So uh, yesterday I was told Sharika, I'm just trying to do a lot of fun things because I'm embracing this season of my life where I am, as her husband always says, uninhibited, right? So I don't really have any ties. Like I can just rip and run. Like me and Sharika just went to NOLA. Like I went to Vegas. So I'm like, I I'm going to Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to have a beach weekend, you know? So I knew I would want to work though, because I'm in like my busiest time of work. So I'm heading down there. There are these really cool businesses that offer like office spaces that you can rent by the month or even by the day. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave at like four o'clock in the morning so I can get there like around eight. I start work around nine, settle in my office space. Dope. But of course my rental car starts to act up like an hour within the trip. So I have to change the rental car. That takes forever. I have to switch up where I'm supposed to be trying to work for the day. And on my way there, y'all, this is favor. I passed by the organization I used to work for. I was like so rushed and I had a very important meeting. I had like 10 minutes and I text EB. I'm like, who runs this command? He shares it with me. I don't even, I don't even know why I asked you that question, EB, because I was going to do what I did anyway. Tell me why I parked, got my belongings and walked in there. Like I was supposed to be there, set up for work, worked there for like four hours. No one said a thing to me. The only thing someone said was, 
I was when I was leaving, there was a lady tutoring a kid and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Should I not be in this room? I'm like, girl, I shouldn't even be here. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But also, I'm so thankful for a community where that kind of, I know any city in Florida, probably any city, North and South Carolina, um, probably not so much Texas. I didn't do as much work there, but like, I like that I am still so connected to that organization that I could, if I'm in a bind, just show up and be like, listen, I need to work. I need this space. It's fine. I didn't know who the commanders were of that or that particular city. But when I asked Evie that and he gave me the name, I knew had they seen me, they would have been okay with it. Y'all, I started in the band room. I went to the sound room. I ended up in the youth center, moving the ping. Like I literally just sat up, had a whole four hours of work because I needed to get through those first two meetings. And then I was able to like, just go to the local library, which wasn't going to be open when I needed to start working. But it was definitely a vibe, but also ridiculous. So if you see me on camera, commanders of Fort Lauderdale, that's what I was doing. If you're like, wait, why is Sabrina just roaming the court and setting up? Yeah. And they started a whole home league program in the like space that was beside me. So I'm like in here talking to my leaders, running meetings, and I can just hear the home league la ladies singing praises to God. It was honestly a vibe. But yeah, that's what I mean. I'm late. I'm ripping and running. I'm being absolutely out of control. Sharika, are you laughing because you know that's facts and any of us could do that? Like, like, look, I have a provides, okay? <laughs> he made a way out of nowhere. Evie, what about you? Don't you feel like, well, you still work at the, well, I shouldn't put your business out there, but. Uh, no, yeah, you're good. I definitely feel like I could, though. Like, even if I didn't, um, I'm not, that's not something I would stress too much. That's just like even being back home, like, it's not in a bad way, but it just be weird at times when, I won't say weird, let me take it back, just because some of them actually do listen. Shout out Miss Parker. Shout out Miss Larkins. Just naming some months, couple teachers who I know listen to the pod. Um, I know I can go to my old high school and like literally, not granted, let me take it back. I can go to my old high school and do the normal check-in stuff, but it's kind of like as if it's a reunion every time. So I definitely feel your sentiment of knowing you can go somewhere and nobody's like, in a sense, questioning your presence, so to speak. And it's all good vibes that you have a place to set up. But I think if I were to lead the organization, one, most times, I don't say everybody, but for some people, when they leave an organization, some people don't even know they left until it's like, oh, wow. oh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like they're not like, you know, whether it be little to no contact with that person or it was just a quiet exit for that individual or those just individuals never really had to work with each other. So it was like, oh, OK, good to know that. Um, so but I think I could if I were to leave. Because I don't mm. plan on leaving on, I don't plan on leaving on any bad turns. Uh, but if something bad <laughs> were to happen, then Fox News, CNN, <laughs> whichever one paying the, the right price, we'll see what happens. So what do y'all think? Am I sending those commanders flowers or what? <laughs> but hey, this happened. Thank you so much. I know you didn't probably weren't even aware. I mean, I heard her leading the homely program. Or am I just like sleeping off into the sunset? Like, girl, I, I ain't sending no flowers. If I, I, know. Sister, I might send a snack or something like a uh, a fruit basket. Uh, I don't want to be sending anything. But I ain't sending Jack. Y'all are funny. Y'all oh, are God's building. Honestly, I know it was the Lord too because when I was in the parking lot and I was like freaking out, I called that second because the business I was using, they have more than one location. And I was not going to use their downtown location because I felt like it was just really busy. So I, but I ended up having to because my original location was so far, I would not have made the meeting in time. So when I called the downtown location, 
they were like, oh, we don't have any spaces available for rent. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh no, like I am definitely like, I was kind of torn about using the core. I was like, uh, you know, but then I was like, whatever, this is the Lord has provided because I was not intending to pass the Salvation Army, but that is how like that organization is every, I can think of like every personal trip I've taken since I left, I'm randomly passing our buildings and things. It's like wild. So shout out to the Salvation Army for everything they do for their community and shout out to what they did for me. <laughs> they saved my mind for sure. Sharika, uh, what's your temp? How are you feeling? My temp is um, is about uh, 79. I'm doing really good. Um, I'm, I just, you know, I ain't really got much going on. So I'm just here chilling, living life, surviving, praising the Lord along the way. That's really what I'm doing. That's it. That's right. But I do got a song, EB, and it's in honor of you. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm giving a hint to the people what we're hopefully going to get into. But it's a, this song is in honor of my friend, E.B., by the poet uh, Lil Wayne. And uh, the lyrics go, I be stunting like my daddy, stunting like my daddy. I be stunting like my daddy, young stunner, stunting like my daddy. And I'm ready to turn up because... We got a daddy in the building, and I'm I'm here for it. Air horns go off. <laughs> <laughs> so Sharika alluded to this at the end of last week's episode. She was like, "Did we tell the people? Do we wait for she you to get did. back?" And you know, we agreed that this is something that should definitely come from the source. And the source is with us. Like E.B. has not been on his Sabrina. He's, you know, E.B., he has his stuff together. He hasn't been ripping and running. That's not why he hasn't been with us. He's been preparing for his family. And I hear a lot of big things have been happening in E.B.'s life. So y'all can finally be tapped in on that and you get to hear it from E.B. himself. But right now, I'm only going to tell a part of it. But we actually have a child in this. Um, and I'll give a little backstory on that, just because I know a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people, I don't know on it. some people love back- backstory and it just gives them a, a better or a more full picture of what's going on or what the person is, I guess, alluding to, so to speak. So let me dive into it. So we, as a family, were anticipating the arrival of our son on October the 11th. That was around, that would be the 40 week mark. That's when most people, I didn't say most people because I don't got a number on that either, but that's when it was projected that his arrival would be here um, because of just some other stuff. And I don't think it's necessarily private information. If it is, she'll chew me out whenever she listens to it. But um, because of just, I don't know if it was the baby. I don't know if it was just figuring out transition into um, us being parents. I don't know if it was her, um, my wife's work schedule, but her blood pressure wasn't at where they felt it should be for a person who was um, pregnant at the time. And so as they were continuing to monitor that, they said, hey, we're actually going to have to induce you three weeks early. So of course, that throws into a full whirlwind of hassle and headaches to us because you know you always plan certain things and you want things to happen a certain way so you go to two or three different appointments and it's kind of like the same story same narrative and they're like oh no never mind nothing is wrong with you oh yes something is wrong oh no nothing yes it is oh actually it's going to happen this week I'm like what like no like this is not how we envisioned it this is not how we planned it this is not how we structured it like god what are you doing why is this happening 
basically say a word in this midst or in this moment. And we know that God is sovereign. We know that God is faithful. We know God is just. We know that God controls all things. But, you know, it was still a sense of anxiety and frustration throughout that moment. And then after about a day and a half of my wife um, pushing, 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 pushing and wanting to figure it out, so to speak, um, that next day he finally arrived. And um, it just like everything just changed from full anticipation and anxieties and I guess nervousness. It was just simple joy and peace of watching what she was able to do. Now, I think most people who know this, and I say most people, I would hope all people, but I know most people know this, that women are essentially just superwomen. Like all of us are here. We breathe life because God gave some form of power and wisdom and courage and boldness to a woman to have each and every one of us. Now, not to dismantle or to say, hey, your dad had nothing to do with it. Um, but for the most part, it was your mom who had to carry you for however many weeks and months and then had to, in a sense, give birth to you, give life to you. So we thank God for that. But after sitting there and watching it and seeing it happen firsthand, it was like, this is wild. And I know some of my um, people who I consider my brothers, some of my close friends, they told me that it's just something going to just be in you that you're not going to be able to experience and know. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK, like I'll be happy and excited. But like I didn't expect myself to cry when I heard his first cry or when I saw him in that moment. I like you're not saying I was like, oh, no, I'm going to hold it in because I want to be. <clears throat> oh, man, I'm getting choked up thinking about it right now. Um, I don't want to hold it in and like be the tough guy. But I'm like, I don't see me crying if anything I'll be jumping up and down like he's here he's healthy he's whole like you know and it was moments where if you were in there like it's like one of those things I I understand the safety and the precautions we take as a society to not record all moments but it's like I'm in there like you know at one moment like does he have 10 fingers does he have 10 toes <laughs> like that's one of the questions I asked to nurse and I don't know why it came up but it just did but it was just a, such a surreal moment and to just be able to hold him, to be able to make sure he's all there. Now, granted, the nurse is counting all on her own as well, because um, I just said one, two, three. I just hear her counting and like, is it 10? And that was my actual question. Um, <laughs> there was one part where she said, um, what she said, he has two. I don't know what I want to say. Said two peanuts in the egg sack, or two eggs in the sack. Oh golly! And it was like those little phrases. I'm like, okay, good to know that you got both of them, buddy. Um, but then to be able to cut his umbilical cord, to be able to be the one that hands him, because of course they hand them to me, and then for me to hand them to Judith, to hand them to his mother, who in the best way did all the work um, for him to actually get here. And it was just like, this is crazy. Thank you, God. Um, so yeah, and at the time of this recording, he's about two weeks old. So it's just been a joy to be a a father to be able to watch him um in his moments of just chilling and giving you a unique side eye, and also to hear from time to time his wailing when he's hungry or when he needs to be changed. Um, that's about the only two times that he really cries, and it's just funny because even at that age, right, it's like you know. Like, that's what some adults do as adults. Like, when they're upset or they got stuff going on, it's like, you probably just need to eat something. Like, you know, so before you go in that one meeting that you're ready to snap on everybody, go take a little snack, go take a little power break and just recharge yourself. Because I think it'll help give you a 
a, a clear mind. And of course, if you guys have any questions, I'll be sure to answer them. Um, and there's other stuff like being in the hospital room for like, you know, those 12 to 16 hours. I'm just like, when is he going to come? When is he going to come? When is he going to come? Watching different sports games, talking about life of like, oh, snap, it's really about to happen. Um, I don't know if she wants me to share this, but I'll share it anyways. But my wife in those certain moments of like, I am not going through this again. Like we are, this is one and done. One like, and done. <laughs> after she gets them, she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I kind of do want you to have your girl. Um, Cause I always say, I just want to point a girl. But the problem with that is, right, you can't, because, and I say you can't, I know there's um, now science and stuff that you can try mm-hmm. to dive into, but I wouldn't want to go through that route. I'll let nature play its course and let God do what he does. I'm not playing with medicine to that extent just because some of those things like we all know when you read medications and all of those things there are always causes and effects to everything that we do um to our body so it's like i don't want to add any pressure to that because yeah that can get just different um but yeah so someday they're like ah, we might try for another one and have another son and i don't know if i want that no beef i think it'll be great but i just don't want to be that guy Oh my gosh. Can we revisit the moment where you said you didn't think you were going to cry, but you end up crying? Like, can we dive more into what that is like? Because I've heard many people say you will never really truly understand the love of God until you have a kid of your own, which Mm -hmm. I don't know how true that is. But now another close friend, Evie, you're there. And do you really feel like you had this new understanding of unconditional love? Yeah, I would say yes and no, right? And I say that only because I don't think I had to have a child to try to understand God's love because I think I understand it every day when he puts up with me when he doesn't have to. Um, Also, I would think of it as like somebody who we all follow in a sense of Jesus who didn't have kids. Are we saying that he doesn't fully understand God's love? Like, like, oh no, that's just me. Because some days, even growing up before I like met Judith, knew Judith, saw her on my space, let you know just how long I've been locked in on her. But like, I always was like, I'm never going to get married because Jesus didn't get married. Now, granted, I know Jesus married the church and showed his love and his sacrifice through that. But I'm talking about a physical person, like watching them walk down the aisle and all that good stuff where that was my focal point in life. But just in that moment, because I know I heard even some people like with the nervousness and anxiety, I had some people shout out to the people who really pour life into you. And I encourage everybody to try to find those people in your life when it was like, I don't know how to explain it. This was some people telling me, I don't know how to explain it, but trust me, you and Judith will figure it out. Like, yes, parenting is hard, but something just goes into you where you just go into that next gear. And it's like, oh, dang, like I really am doing this day in and day out. Like I can figure this out or you're learning together and it just grows your bond um, with each other. But for me, it's like outside of the stress and the nervousness, I'm joking with myself at times. And this is in my head. And sometimes I verbally said it out loud, but I'm like, I don't even know this jit. And this jit got me stressing out. Like, and so it's just like, what is going now before he got here, of course. Um, but I'm like, what is going on? Like, and so I think that love was always there once we find out, because it was that same thing when I found out she was pregnant, like just just started crying with emotions of just like, what? Like, this is really happening. Um, praying for these next, you know, we thought was going to be 40 weeks. But when he came out, um, like, so he comes out, I see him in the, I don't know if he was the doctor or midwife or who, but he was in somebody's hand. And then Judas was like, is he going to cur-? And right when she said the C word, like he literally starts to will. And it was just like crazy. Cause like those moments that I wish was cra- captured with, like, like, it's like, I don't know if it's him hearing her voice that made her, or if they pinched them. Cause I couldn't see every, like, I don't know. Like I see her hands holding him, but I don't know what else she's doing to get him to say that, like, to, I don't know, to start crying. 
but for me, it was just looking at him. And then he didn't have a lot of that. I don't know. I forgot what the name is, but the stuff on him. Um, so you can kind of like see him right then and there. Um, I know people say babies come out looking like aliens, but um, that wasn't like whatever that thing that's on them. Um, it wasn't on him. I probably should do more homework um, on that part. But I was just like, what is and it's something I won't say like a shiver or a shake because I won't say I did that. And I'm not trying to make it more theatrical or dramatic than it needs to be. But it's literally like I heard my voice start cracking as I'm talking to Judith. I feel the tears coming down my face and I'm just like, thank you, God. And then, of course, going through um, just those quick tests of like, OK, his hearing is good. His He seems like his senses are there. He's his voice is there like he can cry. And, you know, they're counting all the stuff. And I'm just like, God, you really did this and you really used Judith to make this happen, like in the best way I was just there like you know played a part in making it happen of course but I didn't have to carry him for those 37 weeks I didn't have those hip and back pains um during that time I didn't have to sit there for 16 to 18 hours trying to push to like to give birth to him like I was just you know a holding hand or hey what what else do you need do you need water do you need something to drink do you need ice like help me understand um, how to help you during this because I don't feel like there's much I can do outside of just wait with great anticipation. Um, so I don't know fully how to describe that feeling, but I won't necessarily say it gave me a deeper understanding, but it does show me that how a person can love something unconditionally that they don't fully know because I don't feel like I fully know him yet. And as he continues to grow into his own, own person, which I'm sure he'll get some attributes by his parents and by society and by family and maybe friends and by just the world that's around him, um, I, I would hope that he would know that he has, uh, I would say two parents and also a village of people who just loves him unconditionally for who he is. And sometimes might have to thump him in the head when he does things that <laughs> goes against who he is. Um, but as you know, I don't see myself necessarily beating him or whooping him, but it definitely would be, you know, some, some love taps to let him know, like, Hey, you're, you're still a person. And, you know, there's a sense of care that comes with knowing who you, you are. There's a sense of obedience that's required for you to, I would say, um, be who you are, not because of me, but because that's what God wants for you and trying to show him that as best as possible, mainly through our actions and just hoping that it clicks with him as he lives his own life and becomes his own person. What I'm hearing is boundaries and discipline, which I think that is like one of the greatest forms of love. Oh, definitely. Because you want them to be free, right? Like, I, I don't know. And I say, I know sometimes people say don't raise people how you were raised. And I won't say it was fully that, but like, I look at being the last of 13, like it was weird seeing um, just the other day, one of my brothers texted me and he just said, hey, I know you're the baby, but I just want you to know that you're you're the oldest. Like you, you're the one to go to college. You're the one to get the degrees. You're the one to stay locked in in church. You're the one to get married and have a wife. You're the one to have a child. You're the one to go on to do these things. And we all had the same upbringing. And he yeah. said, by the way that you live your life, you're the oldest. Um, and he's a brother that I always looked up to, um, whether it was in and out of prison, whether it was him beating people up, whether it was him kicking down doors, whether it's me hearing stories about like this legend of this brother that I was and like that he was. And I never seen those things firsthand. I've seen a couple fights, but not like the way that people would describe them. Like people would see me and literally be scared of like, oh, you so-and-so little brother. Like, oh. I know what type of time y'all on kind of vibe. And I'm like, no, I'm not on that type of type of time. Like I'm here to make straight A's and stay out of trouble. Like I see what my daddy can do to me. Cause I see what he do to my siblings. Um, and I don't want that type of 
discipline or love in action to happen to me. So you won't get none of that extra stuff out of me. I'm here to pay attention. Whether it was a homeboy, a homegirl, a teacher, a principal, school resource officer, like it was those moments that like kind of helped me shape to be like, okay, thank y'all for y'all example, but I know not to be like y'all 12 in certain aspects, but there are some things from the 12 of you guys as my older siblings that I can glean from to help me be the best version of myself. So you mean, you were saying like, so they don't let you like record in the hospital? No, um, some, well, let me take it back. Some hospitals from my understanding does, but um, Tampa General, that's not something mm-hmm. that they necessarily um, encourage. I don't know why I didn't, I wasn't going to go back and forth with them. Like, it's yeah. baby, baby about to be out, um, not trying to add extra stress to mm-hmm. Judith in that moment. Um, they did allow us to take pictures. And I will mm-hmm. say, it's funny because they, they don't allow you to record, but while they were, while we were getting ready to cut the umbilical cord and they were weighing him and all of those things, the person who took as they took my phone from me, the lady who asked for my phone to take pictures and stuff, she was videoing uh-huh. like, from her, from our phone for us. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I like, so I don't know the full length of the policy. I didn't sit there and read it. It was mm-hmm. just, hey, there's no recording. Now, granted, in that moment, we were not able to record. Okay, because I was just wondering that because you be seeing people be giving birth on TV all the time and be like, how they get to be recording? I, I mean, not that you want to share publicly, but you know. In a moment where keep you're probably, to have probably, with you, yeah, because yeah. you're you probably are is so much going on in your mind. You're you may not be fully present. You you know, Judith is probably or the person giving birth is probably in the moment of giving birth. They're not they got their mind Out all over it. the place. <laughs> you know, you would want to be have something that you could be like see the moment in it from a different perspective when you're outside of it. I think that would be a beautiful thing. You know. So that kind of sucks that, you know, you won't be able to capture the moment and be able to see really what was going on when you're not fully immersed in it. Definitely understand and agree with you. So it was just it was just that quick moment. I'm like, hey, there's no recording here. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, so now granted, I still have my phone out taking a whole bunch of pictures mm-hmm. and on the slide recording. Y'all know how I do. Um, yeah. But I didn't get the full picture <laughs> yeah, of yeah, how yeah. I wanted it from like, him, yeah. in a sense, coming yeah. out and all of right. those things. Right. But so, I, I, Evie, it's funny that you said you didn't think you would cry. I felt like I, I just knew you would cry. Um, not just because it's just like an unexplainable moment. Now, nah, granted, I've never had a child, but people always just be like, I think in moments of your life, sometimes you just don't even know how you're going to respond. So, but I'm, I'm so excited for you guys. How is Judith? And oh, and you haven't shared the name yet on the podcast. So if you want to do that, how are they doing? Yeah, so um, they are doing well. Um, I know, so I don't know, like, it's been a challenge for me, um, Mm -hmm. similar to what I said, like, there's not much you can kind of do. Like, I try my best to be on um, diaper duty, where, like, all diaper changes kind of come through me as best as possible, um, because Judith is currently breastfeeding, so there is no bottle feeding at the moment. There is no formula, so it's not like I can feed him um, or whatnot. So it's kind of like all feeding times are you know, her bonding um, with our child. And as far as the name, like if my parents were pronouncing it or if her parents were pronouncing it or if anybody who speaks Creole, they would pronounce it Emmanuel. Um, but just to be convenient and, you know, I guess normalized for people, because I think mispronunciation will happen even if people try to say Emmanuel, it would just be Emmanuel Jr. Um, so I was able to create a junior, junior, um, and he'll likely go by 
E dot J dot. So just make sure you know the E and the J are capital and there's dots after both letters as his initials. So Emmanuel Jr. Um, and I was able to give him that name because Judith wanted no parts in that responsibility, so to speak. Oh. Um, yeah, like it was, it's, and I say it was weird, like, because now if we, if God were to bless us with a girl, um, she has already picked out a name um, that will be for that time if it ever comes, or if she gets to a point where she's like, no, we're never going to have a kid and we'll just release the name of what, what it would have been if we did. Um, so I don't know if that played a part in it. Like, it's a boy, you can do this one. If it's a girl, I got that one because she's already has a name for a future girl. Um, but she not, she said she wasn't really big on naming giving kids names and knowing the importance of names. And so I was like, are you sure? So it was like probably about three or four months of me saying, are you sure you're okay with a junior? Um, now, granted, I never really thought I would do a junior, but then I started to look at my family landscape that there literally are like none, like from grandparents to great grandparents, to aunts, to uncles, to cousins, like none. So I'm like, Hmm, maybe I can start saying, I'm thinking maybe I can start saying even with like nieces and nephews when they have kids, like what would it look like for a certain family? names um or namesakes to to continue to, to ring true within our family or somebody be like oh who was that person named after they were named after this person or they were named after that person even if it's like that because we do have a lot of emmanuels and a lot of manuels in our family but they're not named after parents like it's me and i got a cousin who was born a month before me with the same name um and then we got like a couple more who are a few years younger than us and of course two or three that are older than us so it's like six or seven emmanuels so it's like it's in our family already but there's no junior and then it's just like and then you start asking like parents like what made this happen and the one my first cousin when that's the weird one because um and i say the weird one and i'll close out with this one on this part is my aunt had him a month before me named him emmanuel and then my dad had me of course the month after named me emmanuel but they didn't know because at the time she was living in haiti he was here or whatnot and then it was like hey just a heads up i had a baby like because it wasn't like it's how it is now um you're talking late 80s so it wasn't like i just get on the phone and call somebody right they were like send tape they'll record tape recordings or write letters and when somebody's traveling to haiti they'll hand it to that person or they'll give them the tape um, and that tape can be three, four months old because there wasn't direct access to phones um, for certain parts of the country in Haiti. Um, so, yeah. So how's the people always talk about one of the things that when you have a baby first, that there's no sleep. So give us the tea. How's it real? Are you rested? Are you not rested? Is, is it, I is hope it you crazy? Can, I hope you can hear it in my voice that I can say that I am rested. Yeah. Um, and I think if you ask my wife the same thing, she would tell you that she like I, uh, now granted, again, like I told you, it's a little more difficult for her. And I try to you can ask her, you know, and maybe she'll give her side of the story, whatever she wants to. But I try to get up every time that she gets up to feed so I can try to be on those diaper duties. And some a lot of times those things coincide with each other. But because of their small stomachs and because of their bowel movements and because of their need to eat, um, like, I guess early on, like they're eating two, three times throughout the night. So, yes, you're waking up at least for us. I'll just use last night at the time of this recording last night. It was a one o'clock feeding, a four o'clock feeding and a six o'clock feeding. Um, but those feedings typically, depending on how they are, 20, 30 minutes um, and then trying to get him to go back to sleep. But I don't know what it is. And I know um, I'll use his name because Dr. Adley told me he was one of the people who told me um, and he was just like, it's something in you that you just you got it in you like but I, we haven't 
and I can speak for myself. Let me say that because I haven't fully talked to her. But most times when people ask her if she getting sleep, she say yes. So, but like I haven't felt drained. I haven't felt like my life has changed. I haven't felt like things have been crazy or chaotic or like oh I feel like I'm about to die or I'm exhausted. Like that hasn't hit me yet. Um, now I will say one of our mentors or friends, um, I would say my supervisor, she said that don't stress that right now because you're with him all day. She say for her experience, and she didn't say this was going to happen to y'all, but she was like, for my experience, the part that hit me was when I had to go back to work and then balance like, oh, snap, I was at work all day and I can't just go home and go rest. Like I got a baby to take care of um, and wanting to spend that time. And she said that's when it started to hit her. But she was like, after a year, it was like out of the window. Like they start to, you know, manage for themselves in a sense of like being they're walking around. They, they know where their room is. They know how to get to the bathroom because you're trying to potty train early or they know how to tell you that they're hungry instead of, you know, get, um, playing the guessing game. But for us, that hasn't been a thing fully for me specifically. And I would think she would, Judith would say the same thing. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I would think the, that makes sense, though, because if you're like home and you can kind of if you need a nap here or there when the baby's nap, you can do that. It might be a little more difficult probably when you're back to working and, you know, your 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 schedule's not as open as, you know, probably is now when all you're doing is just spending time and taking care of uh, the little one. I've always heard people say they could pick up on their child's personality like right off the bat. And I thought it was ridiculous because I'm like, they're literally a baby. You know, like they just came out the womb, but I'm curious, EB, like, do you feel like EB Jr. or EJ is already pretty cognizant? Like, do you feel like he's looking at you like that? There's dad, you know, there's mom. I think he definitely knows his mom, but I can't fully say that he knows me yet. Um, mm. And I would say he probably don't know both of us because sometimes like he'll be on me. We're doing skin to skin or he's on my chest and he would think that. Um, not to be that guy, especially because I don't know everybody who listens, um, but he'll think that I got boobs that he can eat from. So I'm like, I don't know if he fully knows that. Now, I also watch from time to time random YouTube videos that shows like what a baby's eye vi or vision is like at a month. And what is it at like three months and six months? So like right now he's in the stage of just seeing black and white in a full blur. So I don't oh. know if he fully knows. Now that blur could differentiate for him who's mom and who's dad, but when he's on me, it seems like he'd be hungry and they just like, hey, man, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're hugging me for. I'm here for the food. Right. The food on me. I'm not here for this <laughs> quality time or the bonding that you're trying to do, sir. Um, but I also think when he hears certain voices, like when he hears my voice and her voice, I think he has he's cognizant of that, but not necessarily of who's who, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. OK, so those parents were definitely capping. You can't already tell the baby's personality when they're first born. It definitely takes a while, maybe around yeah. six months. Yeah, and I would agree. Like there are some moments when he like hitting with the side eye. I'm like, mm -hmm, <laughs> that might be me. Um, like, it's like a it's like a mean side eye. It's like, bro, what's like, like all you do is eat, sleep, poop, and cry. Like what is wrong? You don't pay no bills. You eat for free. You ain't got to go to work. Like what's up with you? Um, but I don't, I have not experienced that. Yeah, I can't wait to get to that point where we can discuss that because I'm sure there'll be a lot more conversations about him. And um, of course, I know I don't know the exact date, but whenever you guys come through, I'm pretty sure that might be a follow up conversation of you guys spending time with him. And, you know, maybe oh, I'm talking about that it. experience. <laughs> I don't know this week. 
Um, I just have to talk to Doug about which day we're coming. And obviously we'll give you a heads up because you know I'm not about the pop-up life. Like in my community, we text people before (laughs) we show up at their house. Um, But just so ecstatic for you and Judith. Mm -hmm. Y'all are an amazing couple y'all are amazing friends and I know y'all will be really solid parents EJ was born into like the best family so mm-hmm. I know I had nothing to do with it but I feel like I'm on this ro- roller coaster this ride with y'all any support you need you know we're right up the road I'm so genuine when I say that I'm glad things are going well and you have a good rhythm and y'all are rested but if you ever just need rest like there's no and you know this already but maybe this is for our listeners Y'all, whatever you're doing in life, even if you're not parents, like there's no shame in being like, I'm tired. I need a break, whether that's physically, mentally, like it's okay. And, you know, Mm -hmm. reach out to your tribe and be like, I need a break. And, you know, we'll show up. So in this sense, I will show up. I'm all about watching babies. Might not be about having my own right now, but I'm about watching other people's. (laughs) I love them. They smell so good. It's just so exciting. So... Just all thank you, thank you, thank vibes. you. So, Evie, I know you've been a father for like two seconds, but <laughs> but but well, okay. You did share that you were surprised when you find any other surprises that you something whether it's in the past few weeks since he's been home or whatever that surprised you. And I know you you have so much wealth of advice in life. But do you have any advice for anybody, whether they're considering having kids or they are about to have a kid, any surprises or advice you would like to share with? And you know what? How about to the gentlemen, specifically yeah, to the fathers or I would say men? To, yeah, for, for the fellas, um, I would say if you are if you currently have someone who is pregnant, I would say um, that journey is required for you, her, and however many kids you guys are bringing into the world. So if it's one, it's one. If it's twins, it's twins. If it's triplets, it's triplets, which even that's a whole different story. Like, I don't like dealing with this one um, at this moment, being with EJ. I'm just like, I don't know how people do it. Like the four or five, six at one time. Like, how do you balance that? Shout out to y'all. More power to you. But I would say this is a journey for each and every one of you guys. And if you're expecting it in the future like or you're wanting it to happen for you like make sure that that bond that you have with that person is real and i know sometimes for some people um pregnancy and it could be for the guy as well because i know sometimes people just think it's just oh the woman is so emotional like like i just know that for all people involved it emotions are typically heightened and you have to find ways to give positive reinforcement that you're there with that person and for that person, that you're not just joint going through this journey with, um, in a sense, with them, but that you are going through this for them as well, like to let them know that they are, they're not alone and they're not isolated. I think that's, um, and again, she's Judith is her own person and she'll be able to dive into more um, if she chooses to with however means, whether that's a conversation with just y'all two, or if one day y'all just be like, hey, we should have her on the pod and give her side of the story of things. Or, yes. you know, like it'll be one mm-hmm. of the things of like, I think having a bond with a person that you truly love and a person that you truly care about, it shows um, just a sacrifice that you're willing to make. And I would say if you're not willing to sacrifice certain things in your life, then it, I would encourage you that probably a baby in this season is not for you until you get to that point. And for some people, I know it's, you know, fight or flight sometimes 
pressure, you know, we know pressure breaks, breaks pipes and we know pressure makes diamonds. And for mm. some people, and for some people that pressure leads them to, of course, one of two, those situations, like pressure doesn't keep you stagnant. Now it mm. could for some people, cause it leaves this them stagnant. And complacent. Right now. <laughs> like it can lead you stagnant or complacent and then you collapse, but then that's busting a pipe and that's drowning in whatever that is, but it also can make diamonds and things can come beautiful. And I know um, Sharika had talked about that the other day with her song, right? You make beautiful things out of us. You make beautiful things out of dust. And like, so like, God made beautiful things out of each and every one of us. And if you're expecting, especially guys, just know you're going to be able to make a beautiful thing with you and your significant other. Hopefully it's a significant other and not just a fling. Um, but if it happens to be a fling, then again, that sacrifice that you're making is because of that child and it becomes bigger than you. And that's the purpose or that's the sacrifice right there. Sacrificing something is something that's bigger than you, bigger than that one thing that you're focused on. And sometimes people, men, um, and I'm saying men just because I don't have a number on it, but I know in this world, there's more men on child support than there are women. And there are more men who have abandoned their families. Now, we do know there are women who have abandoned their families as well. Um, I know of a few stories that I can tell you right now um, of people just like, I don't want to be married anymore. And I don't want to be a mother. Here's these kids. Um, my cousin. Yeah, we can. Which you probably know one, um, but I ain't gonna say the name on the pod. Um, because if you if you hear, you'd be like, What? I ain't even like I'd be so out of the loop, I ain't even know that was a thing. I'm about to hit um, the group text right now. <laughs> yeah, I can tell y'all, I can tell you two right now off the top of my head that people be like, What? Um, and so and I just think of my cousin who was a single father and his significant other at the time was like, I don't want to have a child. And if you're not gonna give me the money for my abortion, then no, you're gonna raise it. And they was like, I'm not worrying about that. Like, I'm gonna have to figure it out, but I don't want an abortion. And so let's like, I would say just knowing that life is bigger than you, especially when you're bringing life into the world. Um, and that's probably the best advice. And then just when it happens, be as available as you can. Um, shout out one of my cousins, Jake, I won't give his government name, but he called me the other day and he was just like, man, just know, so proud of you. Love you, little cuz. You do so much good. Um, I know everybody's probably telling you all the little parent hacks and dad things, but I just want you, I want to encourage you. And if you know this person, you wouldn't expect it from him. And I can give a little bit about him, but like, you know, done did a lot of stuff in and out of jail. Like he grind, he, like he's just different. And he was just like, your focus right now, of course, you love your son and you're going to do everything for him. But your focus is your wife. Um, postpartum oh. is real continue to reinforce her um she might have moments of like this baby got me out of whack or this baby got me out of shape or the baby got me looking crazy or the baby got me losing my hair or the baby got me feeling not myself or breastfeeding is draining like you got to find ways to reinforce her let her know that she's still the same beautiful person that you met that you, she's still the same beautiful person that you, you you committed to engaging or you proposed to she's the same beautiful woman that you married she's the same beautiful person that you are doing life with she's a beautiful mother like he say every like whatever she need he said it might be some crazy stuff that you might hear you're like take those moments serious because postpartum is real and so that's something else that i encourage if you're a new father or you're wife or your significant other or your side piece whoever i don't know what it is whatever you got going on if the person that you know is expecting and you're on the other side of that just be aware of all those things of looking at ways that you can continue to bond and strengthen your relationship with that person um and knowing or watching out for signs of postpartum and finding ways that you can support your significant ooh, your significant other Evie, I was getting chills when you were talking. I love that you had those men in your tribe who are calling you and giving advice. Mm. I didn't think about that aspect of being a new parent. Just so many people like calling you 
you to know me very well. So, you know, for me, that would be like overwhelming. I honestly think if I ever become a parent, I wouldn't say anything for like the first month, like once a child arrives, <laughs> because I just feel like I need time to like just catch my bearings. That being said, I'm glad that those men were able to call you and provide that encouragement because those are things I hadn't even thought about. Like, yeah, somebody should be telling these fathers everything you just said. So mm. your, that was your cousin, Jake. Shout out to you, Jake. Shake. Welcome to the, huh? Shake. Oh, shake. My bad. You good? <laughs> Jake is. Is Jake the one from Steak Farm? Yeah, oh, Steak Farm. Um, sorry. Sorry, Shake. That's really disrespectful. <laughs> but, you know, I'm hyping you up. So hopefully you can <laughs> forgive me. Uh lastly, I was just talking to a sorority sister and a fraternity brother last night about the power and knowing another language. And EJ's already ahead of the game because the both of his parents are bilingual. So when you two are home at this time, do you all speak Creole or are you speaking English around him mainly? So we've been, um, I would say a little bit of both. Like when we're talking to him directly, like if I'm like, hey, what's your problem? Why are you crying? Just to get it familiarized definitely is in, I would say both. Um, I want to say his mom is doing both as well. But like when the, when the in-laws or my dad comes in, he definitely hearing Creole a little more frequently. Um, so that's one of the joys of, you know, being, I guess, bilingual or multilingual, depending on how you look at it, because I know a little bit of French as well. But having his grandparents come in and encouraging them to only speak Creole to him, just so he like hears it from all sides as best as possible. Um, also, I have friends who have, um, like I would say, Abby and Maggie, they definitely been speaking Creole to him. But for me, I think I will force the issue on having a tutor for him at probably the age of three or four um, for him to learn Spanish as well. And I only say Spanish because of the world that we live in. And that seems to be a definite focal point in our country of uh, a need to know language and want him to at least to know, of course, the basics of English and Creole. But if he can learn something else, um, then that'd be, you know, amazing for us as parents. So those are the three that we're going to try to challenge him with. And then when he gets a little older in middle school or so, there's another one that I wish I would have learned, which I should have took it in high school, but I was just... No, nah, I know French. I t that, that's when I got an A, and I, I wish I would have took Mandarin. Oh my gosh, you sound like Doug. I'm like, why are you obsessed? And he's like, because that's the language of the business world. That's the money language. Yeah, I'm like, that's, but babe, yeah. you don't work in the business. So, so you're just going <laughs> to know it and be coming to a pro from Tika. Like, not to shoot down anybody's <laughs> dream. And y'all know I love to talk trash. Yeah, he's like very locked in. Like, if we ever become parents, he's like, Mandarin. I'm like, no. We are, <laughs> but hey, EB, tell the people why Mandarin. Maybe you'll help me get another perspective. Yeah, so for me, I think um, one of the reasons for Mandarin, and I also want to learn like Hebrew and Greek and all those stuff. Hebrew and Greek mainly for the Bible, but Mandarin because of the amount of people in the world who are from some form of Asian descent who understands and comprehends the language. Of course, that's mainly comes from China, but. They, like Doug said, or like your husband mentioned, right? That's like the business world. They know so much. And I say they know so much. They are in a lot of spaces that I wish people who look like me were in those same rooms. Oh, now that's a good um, point. And when you have those moments, and I say it like literally, I always tell people, like, even if you learn normal greetings, like if you know the hey and the buys and you try those little things with other people, you see the 
I, I would say the joy or the satisfaction that comes on the face of those native speakers. Like mm -hmm. some days, like I will literally just, you know, be with a Spanish person and, you know, you hit them with a normal hola, como esta, gracias. But like when you, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody. Um, when I say Dios te bendiga, like when I'm leaving a, a mm -hmm. place or a restaurant, I say, hit, hit them with a God bless you. Like you see the joy that lights up from mm -hmm. them. Um, and I think it just continues to show who we are as a people and what we're called to be in a sense of community. Um, and I say that because we know it'll be all nations, all tribes, all tongues, all those things in heaven. So like, why not try to learn it the best as possible? And I think they say like the when you learn more, you know, more than one language, it's easier to pick up more languages Absolutely. As, you, as you continue to grow and learn. So that's exciting. So, E.B., I, when you brought up the grandparents, how was the grandparents' first meeting? Um, grandma on, well, of course, because my mom passed away, but grandma um, cried um, on <clears throat> meeting him. And little sad story for her. She had to wait like a week, week and a half because she was under the weather um, and she didn't want to, you know, make mom or baby sick in any way so she she was frustrated so it was a lot of facetimes for her but in person it was definitely um a, a crying moment um i guess i say father-in-law um it's her stepfather but she sees him as a dad known him from a very young age um but he was just his normal jovial joking um sense of humor stuff super excited and ecstatic um happy that you know baby boy is here um, my dad came in with the jokes of like, oh, he crying. He just like his daddy. Um, <laughs> and so, but it was, it was just good. It was good to see grandparents with their grandchild. It was like, it was kind of like, and I say weird, but like, even for me, um, which we haven't yet, but I got to take a picture with like my dad, me and him, but like yeah. just those three generations, like, and we took one with like other people in it, but not just us three, but yeah. just seeing even just that of like, this is dope. Like, so for me on my, in my son already has a better understanding, I was like understanding, but a better know of his grandparents than I did. Like out of my four grandparents, I only met one of them. Mm -hmm. um, the other ones had already passed away. Like my grandparents on my dad's side passed away when my dad was in his young 20s, um, like literally a year or two before he came to the States. And then my grandmother um, on my mother's side, she passed away when my mother was four. So my mother didn't really have many stories about her. Mm -hmm. So that was always kind of like a say frustrating thing but just something that was different for me like when it was like grandparents day in elementary school and all these kids got their grandparents having breakfast with them i'm like dang don't got this and so i was able to meet my grandfather on my on my mom's side but that was the only one and that was when he was up in age he was already in like his 70s or so um and heard a lot of great stories about the type of man he was and had conversations with him but it was kind of hard because of course he like i'm a kid i'm middle school i know creole but i ain't know it as fluent as he did at that time because i'm still mm. learning in a sense so it was like some conversation but not full blown conversation where i can ask him everything that i really wanted to ask him like how was my mom growing up how was my grandmother like what made you dive into her you know those type of things that i would mm. want it to know as just a, a kid or so um but other than that it was it, it, i think it was a great encounter and then hearing them like grandmother wants to come up or is planning to come up and spend three weeks with her grandbaby and her her, her daughter and her son-in-law my dad is already looking at time because he was like man i got enough hours like you tell me when um, mm. tell me how long you need me and so just i'll take vacation to come 
you know, give y'all a little bit of relief as best as possible. So I told him, I was like, you might have to wait till we start going back to work. Cause right now we not saying we good where we don't need it, but it's like, mm -hmm. it ain't much like she still got to feed him cause there ain't no bottle feeding. Um, so she will still have to be kind of like hands-on and I'm still not working for this is beautiful. I, I definitely think I can be remote now. I know last time I told you I couldn't, <laughs> out, but boy, boy, boy. Easy, hey. make up your mind, friend. <laughs> I don't know. Like right now, I think, all right, let me take it back. It's two things, right? I think I can be remote. I, and I don't know if it was part of it. because I think I can be fully remote. I think part of it was because of people who was coming to buy the visit. So it still kept that sense of community and camaraderie. Um, right. Or the other part of me, or I would like a strong hybrid schedule. Yeah. Um, and also, I'll just shout out to some people like Anita, Jonathan, Daryl, Rodney, Adley, Maggie. Um, during that time of not knowing the baby, and I'll go quick with this one, not knowing when the baby would actually get here, knowing that we had to go get induced, like they helped transition a lot of stuff from getting stuff ready for me and Judith when we left the hospital, getting stuff ready for the baby. Um, and I'll give you all more information on that um, forthcoming, probably if not in the next episode, the following episode. Um, but y'all will hear that. And, you know, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, that kind of stuff is huge. And you never forget who was there for you in those moments. Mm -hmm. so one last thing I wanted to say did it feel weird like your dad seeing you as a like did you feel like I'm a dad now and my dad's here like was that weird being like oh my gosh I'm actually your dad now when you when you like being in the room with your dad I would say it definitely is weird um just because even when they was holding them like and I would say from my mother-in-law like like huh like that's my baby you holding my baby and in the sense of like you can't tell me what to do either, because that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can choose to accept your advice, that but I don't have to thought. listen. I don't have to listen to your advice. Like, it's like it's my, really? like, you know, so I, I would, and I say weird in a way of like, yeah, joy, like satisfaction. Weird, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a joy, like this is really happening. And I think Judith yeah. even had some of those moments, like, like she'll look at me where I look at her, like, we're really parents. Like, like we really <laughs> have this responsibility. Um, So. Yeah, that's so funny. You say and that. Is it I'm... like a new love feeling when you look at your spouse who's now the mother of your Heck child? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I heard that. Oh, because it's like, it, it, and I say little moments, but it's like, especially when he would like go to crime, like, bro, she's trying to feed you. And then, like, I and I and I and I know again, I said it earlier, like, you're not always supposed to raise your not supposed to, but because there's something that your parents did that you would want to bless your kids mm -hmm. with like the upbringing of being in church or pouring or praying for praying for me like I know my dad did that I witnessed that I seen that I seen him sitting in the car with me we're driving to school and him dropping me off at BP and like hey let's pray and he'll read a mm -hmm. verse and then he'll pray so like those are things that I definitely want to pass on or carry on so he could just see it lived out and not just talked about from the mm -hmm. one or two times he go to church throughout the week um but I think the, the love that I have now is like, and I said it once or twice and I remember my dad, you said like, Hey, you, my son, and I love you, but that's my wife. Disrespect. Uh, her again, not a problem. That's so and good. so, and I think it's that type of love of just like, Hey, little, like granted he's young now. So it's like, he's not fully, you know, he's, he's good. Like continue to be you. Like, and that's one thing, even for the doctor, like we went to go see our doctor, shout out to Sabrina. Cause doc, Sabrina, if I remember correctly, Sabrina didn't have the best outcome with this doctor, but he's, been solid for me, Judith, and now he's our baby's doctor. You're still with him? Yeah, I still rock with my dog. <laughs> um, so even being in the hospital, like we text, we text literally just about, I would say just about every day. Um, Wait, you text the doctor? Yeah. 
So he was cool. serious about that. Okay, I'm gonna let you finish, and then I'll share yeah, yeah. the kickbackers. My yeah, 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 definitely. So, I, so, <laughs> so even before this, like, even when I'm at camp, or I'm feeling some type of way, if I see like, you know, because y'all know, I think people on the podcast know I struggle with eczema, but when I see certain things, I'll text him just and be like, oh, do this, do that, or go check in, or that's a derm thing. I don't want to give you the wrong information, all of that. But like when we told him that, hey, we're getting induced, and he was just like, oh, just text me, like whenever y'all get to the hospital, I'll be there. And then so like he literally pulled up, held the baby. And it was funny because like because of our, all of our other conversations, like he's there and you have these other doctors who come in to check in on the baby and they see him in his garb and they're like, oh, hey, Dr. Hannah. And, like they know him, of course, because he does stuff at TGH and at USF. And they're like, hey, Dr. Hannah. And like, hey, like, is everything OK? And like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just their doctor and a family friend. I'm just here to see the baby. Like, but y'all, y'all the doctors who deal with this newborn, y'all can have them if y'all want them like that. And then, so he just watching him interact with EJ and him handing him off to, I would assume his peers, because he seemed to know them by name and they seemed to greet him in that same sense of fervor. Um, but it's just been, um, it's been cool interactions with people. And then he does get back to the point. He was just like, hey, the most important in person in this room right now is you, Judith. And so even having that, like that re- that reaffirmation of knowing that like like kind of like we go as far as she goes in a sense not granted like i think she would tell you that the man is ahead of the house all those good things blah 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 blah, 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 blah whatever you want to call it but for him to let her know like if you're not good then of course your husband won't be good and your baby won't be good so whether it's the breastfeeding whether it's the nurturing whether it's the caring whether it's the mental state all of that depends on you and dad you have to be as supportive as possible and you have to look at ways where if she needs relief that you are up on two feet making that happen and of course him knowing that i'm rehabbing from my torn acl and him saying like as best as possible like i'm not telling you to re-injure yourself but just knowing that y'all in this together um but you know that be all right take care of your wife so He's such a solid individual. In his defense, when I left that practice, it was not because of an experience with him. I thought he was great, which is why I was referring him to friends. And I totally forgot I referred you to him. And that was like six years or seven years ago. So yes, I love six. that he's still your family doctor and like got a hold your baby. Um, I had a bad experience with the receptionist because I had an appointment. Then they had like messed something up and instead of just being um, apologetic and taking ownership, she was like, I don't care that this means you had to wait for two hours and run it back. Like, oh, well, this, this is life. This happens. And I was like, well, this is the last time I'll be here. So, um, but now I regret it because I could have had the cool doctor hit it. And he told me I could text him anytime. And I never took advantage of that, but I can't believe he was genuine and like y'all text and stuff. He was, he was a solid individual. Oh, uh, that's what's up. See, I thought I, this whole time I'm saying, thinking like you had a bad experience. I'm like, dang, what happened? No, like, I had a great experience with him. I remember I was so, he was the first person that told me to quit my job. He was like, yeah, no, the this stress. isn't your vibe. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I can tell you're really stressed. And I was like, no, no, I love my job. That's not it. Because I thought literally something was so wrong with me. And literally his prescription was like this breathing regimen. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's being the typical male doctor. He thinks the female's problem is like some mental thing. And I know because there are things happening in my body, right? Like, yeah. but it was all a result of like just being so stressed out and so stressed anxious. Out. And that's where my fibroids grew. Like the rate they grew was due because of the stress. And he warned me, he was like, I don't think this, I don't, I think you love what you do, but I don't think you should 
be doing it full time. Cause I was like, that was when I was in grad school full time and working full time. Mm. And he was like, I think it's the work, honestly. <laughs> and I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. But then I would do those breathing exercises. And when I tell you the pit of my stomach drop thing that had been happening, like y'all, it was so bad. I went to get like an MRI. Like I was very concerned and it turned out it was just like anxiety showing up in my body wild and I talked so much trash to Dr. Hannah and he was right I was like oh I've been doing the breathing and it stopped this physical stopped happening and he's like yeah you need to calm down basically (laughs) oh good old Dr. Hannah well thank you for sharing your journey to fatherhood story with us Evie I'm sure all of our listeners will be very thankful uh, to have this inside scoop and uh, like I said we're all here to support you and I can't wait to meet him um, yeah, in this week's scripture funnies, I try to have an old and a new Testament. I can't talk about a son being brought into the world without going to Proverbs. Cause this one always made me laugh. And I just didn't get why they made the young um, comparison that they did, but it's Proverbs chapter 10, verse one. And then also Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20, they kind of recycled the information here, but it says a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow sorrow to his mother. I always thought, okay, like, how come the foolish son can't be a sorrow to the dad? Is the dad just like, whatever, either way, I'm good. But like, if he's dumb, the mom's heart is like extra broken. Why the comparison? I always thought that was um, a giggle moment. And the New Testament giggle moment for me comes from Mark chapter 10, when Jesus was preaching to the people and uh, starts on verse 13. They were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But Jesus' homeboys like rebuked them. And I just could see the image. Like we've all done the camp thing. You know, there's a special guest, a visitor, and someone has all like the youngest, germiest kids like going up to, or maybe like the general comes, right? And people are like, move those kids, like get those kids out of the way. Don't let them touch the general. And Jesus is like, actually, no, like these are the ones that I want. So that one is funny, but it's also just a reminder of like the beauty of um, having that childlike wonder and love and heart and especially trust when it comes to our Heavenly Father, right? Because I know little EJ, like he has to trust that Judith and Evie are going to feed, clothe him and make sure like he's clean, right? And that is the same relationship God wants us to have with him. Just like know that you're good. He tells us, right? Like if I can dress like the lilies and the flowers, like if I can make sure all the birds are fed, like I'm going to take care of you. Um, Evie, do you have anything to expound, expound on today? Although I feel like you've already expounded a lot, but. No, yeah, I expounded on that. And so I'm not going to kill y'all time, but I will expound on, I guess I won't, let me take it back. I won't expound. I will encourage you to go read and research on what happened to y'all speaker of the house. Um, just stuff right? that never has happened in our country. Um, we just wilding out in 2024 ain't even here yet. Um, so I challenge, I guess my challenge which my my challenge leads into my recommend. Um, I encourage you as we're getting ready to dive into um, November, right? We're in October now, but we're getting ready to go into November in a few weeks. Um, we have a year to figure out what we're going to do as a nation. So whether it's your local politicians, and I know we'll talk about it more as election debates come up and more conversations and when we start seeing commercials and all of those things, but start looking early. Um, I know both parties still don't seem like they have it together. And I know both parties still seem like that the candidates are terrible. Um, I just recommend for you to go do some due diligence in your local communities, in your state 
the state governments and in our national government of what are some of the options that we have? What are some of the things that you are passionate about and that you see make a greater, um, I guess, a greater impact for all people and not just one or two people? And I guess I'll say start getting your vote in order now. Um, I guess that's the best way I'm trying to trying to word it. So that's what I got to recommend that we got 13 months to figure some stuff out. And, you know, we all got a part to play in it. And for those of you who are just not able to vote because of whatever reasons, whether that's because of um, past actions that you may have done um, against this lovely nation, or maybe your immigration status doesn't allow you to, I encourage you to speak life into those who are able to vote and encourage them to do their civil duty or civic duty to go out and um, try to help make a difference. Mm-hmm. Sharika, Sabrina, what y'all recommended for the people? Well, I already mentioned that I've been hanging out with, I know y'all are like, Sabrina, what the heck? Like, we've heard about your sorority life sprinkled here and there in the past, like, six or seven months. It's been, like, such a thing. But, yeah, I am just, like I said, at a point in my life where I don't want to miss out on all the margin that I have, Right. So I'm hanging out with them and uh, the fraternity brother suggested this documentary and it looks really, really good. So I'm warning our listeners, I have not yet seen it, um, but I think it will be worth the watch. It is on Netflix. It's called Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zone, where this communications professional journalist, I'm not really sure what this main guy's occupation is, but he's telling the story as he travels throughout the world five unique communities where people live extraordinarily long and vibrant lives. The other interesting thing about that is the person who was telling me about this grandmother is 99. So I'm like, oh, this is something I need to tap into. Like, I don't know if I'm going to pay taxes for 100 years. That kind of sucks. But I do want to be healthy. You know, I don't want to like, I don't want my last couple of years to be like, I like just broke down because I didn't take care of myself. I'd like to be like some people I know in my family who were able to live alone until the end, you know, they were fine, you know, they just fell asleep or whatever God called them. But I'm really interested in this and I hope you all take a moment to look at it too, because we should all be pursuing happier and healthier lives. Sharika, what are you recommending today? I'm recommending something else that also that I have not watched, but I'm planning on watching it this weekend. Y'all know I love a good rom-com. There's a new one on Netflix called Love at First Sight. So I'm excited about, I already have my weekend plan to watch this movie. (laughs) So I can't, if it's terrible, sorry y'all, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Also, um, The Breakfast Club just dropped their um, new interview with Kirk Franklin in regards (gasps) to the documentary we talked about. So I'm also going to be checking that out this weekend as well. So I'm recommending that also. So I know um, I already gave y'all a recommend, um, but since she said something about Netflix or the love is whatever, love at first sight, it's another mm-hmm. one that I just watched with Judith and it's wild. And it's also something that I could never see myself doing, but I know people love these type of shows because they keep coming out with new ones, but the ultimatum it's on it's Netflix. So good. Like it's wild. I couldn't do it, but I see people could, um, but check out the ultimatum season one or two. We watched season two the other day, um, but yeah, that's all I got for you. Um, and just to kind of wrap up about this lovely, um, baby, I guess I'll hit you with this. 
There are no words that can describe the euphoria you feel when your baby recognizes you for the first time and smiles. So I'm anticipating that moment in advance um, because I told you all about the vision that they have at, at the different months and marks and all of that. So when they start to realize that voice that they've been hearing, even when they were in the womb and now out of it, and then they can finally see, um, can't wait till those moments come. But Hey, hope y'all having a great day wherever you're listening to or a great night. Uh, remember, share, like, and subscribe this to your peoples. Like it on the socials. Subscribe to the pod so you don't miss when episodes drop. As always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back.